0: Everyone. I'm Rachel Poley here with Ari Naglin, and we're your hosts for the Merry Writer Podcast. For those of you listening, welcome back to episode six. Today's topic is do you love or hate editing? Before we begin, though, let's take a moment to catch up. Ari, have you edited anything lately?
1: I have edited a little bit, although I'm supposed to be editing a lot at the moment. One of my goals for this month was to finish editing the second draft of my preternatural fantasy, Dark Heart. And I have not been doing that. <laughs> I, I've been editing something else completely. Um, so yeah, I, I've I have been editing, just not what I'm supposed to be editing.
0: Okay, well, at least you're editing something. You're getting something done. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What about you? Have you managed to do any editing? No, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> a great topic we're choosing so then.
0: <laughs> well, April was Camp NaNoWriMo, and I thought about editing a previous draft that I had for my first book of my mystery series, but I decided to rewrite it again because rewriting is so much easier <laughs> than editing. And honestly, it's come along so much better than I think if I actually sat down to edit it. So I'm actually. I've set it aside so that it, I can edit it in a few months but for now, no, the only thing I've edited is probably blog articles but nothing work in progress related. So with that said, we're talking about whether we love or hate editing. There are many different stages of editing such as developmental or content, copy editing, line editing, and proofreading. I have a love-hate relationship with editing. I think each stage has its own ups and downs and depending on what you're looking for editing's
1: just in general editing is not easy yeah i agree i think i think it has its uses and obviously we need to do it but it's it's definitely not the most fun part of the writing process that being said i do love seeing my work more clean and more polished when I do an edit. And I think early edits especially are a lot better because that's when you see those painfully glaring errors and they're so much easier to fix. I think it gets worse when you slide towards maybe your fourth or fifth or seventh edit and you're still finding these little issues and it feels like it is never going to end. That's when editing really becomes beyond a chore and we just start like totally hating on it.
0: Yeah, well that's the thing. Editing is so satisfying when you're done with it. Like once you get through the whole draft or even just a couple of pages or a chapter and you look at all the markings that you've made on the page, you feel good about yourself. But it doesn't make it any easier. And I do agree that the early edits are so easy because you find all the typos you made. And it's amazing how many typos you can make without realizing it as you write. (laughs) But then once you edit the fourth draft, the fifth draft, and so on, you know, the, the manuscript is cleaner, but there's still so much to look at. And those typos are scarce, and it's harder to edit. And then at that point, you've edited so much that you just
1: want it to be done. Yes. I think when I know I'm close to finishing editing is usually when I add a line in and then two lines down, I find the exact same line. (laughs) I've done that so often. And then I'm having to constantly go back and forward and take out lines I've just added in. Now I did used to be very bad and I would edit as I went. I definitely think that's a bad way of doing it now. And that is totally my personal opinion. I know some people are are happy to edit as they go. And by this, I don't mean you write a whole chapter and then you go back and edit that whole chapter and move on. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you write three lines, stop in the middle of the fourth, go back, edit three lines, start again. And you just repeat that over and over, never feeling like you're getting anywhere. And it totally messes up the flow and it used to keep me trapped in editing circles, and I am really trying hard not to do that now. Yeah, that's fair. Honestly, I've never
0: had that problem. Every time I write, I've never tried to edit as I wrote. There would be little things here and there. If I caught a typo, I would go back and and I'd fix that, but I wouldn't clean up any sentences or decide, oh, this paragraph might actually be better suited if I put it over here. But with that said, because I didn't edit while I wrote, my first drafts edits, there were never actual edits, it was always proofreading. And I would get through my entire manuscript in just a few weeks and I'd be so proud of myself and then I would look at the actual draft and it would be no different than when it was before. And that was why I hated editing because in the back of my mind, I didn't know how to edit and it was so frustrating, I would proofread And catch all the typos and fix the spelling errors and fix all the times that I spelled my protagonist's name wrong but it never improved the actual story
1: well I think it hit something really well not knowing how to edit I think we have this idea that writers automatically know how to edit and we don't it's like anything else we have to learn how to do that and because there are different types of editing methods and and different types of editing which you mentioned early on, like the developmental and structural, the content and the line edit, whereas most people just kind of get trapped in this quick proofread. And I think being aware of the different type of editing methods and setting up systems so that you can move through each of those methods at different stages and technically in a good order, I think that makes all the difference to getting through your drafts and for them to be looking better. Yeah, I agree.
0: Editing is so much trial and error. And there are the different stages of editing, such as developmental and line editing and so on and so forth. But there are also different methods to use in order to go through those different stages. But with that said, there are a lot of editing resources out there, such as blogs and websites, and even just editing books that you can find at you know your bookstore or the library. But no matter what stage of editing you're on, whether it's easy or difficult, whether you know what you're doing or not, you need to keep going. Because the only way you're going to learn how to edit is if you keep editing and you do your research and you know, you say, okay, developmental editing, I'm supposed to be looking at the character development, I'm supposed to be looking at how the plot is developing. Whereas line edits, you're supposed to you know, take it line by line and say, does this sentence make sense? Does this move the plot forward? Does it set the scene correctly? But on the flip side, I also think you need to know when to quit, because for me, whenever I edit, I will mark up the pages so much and, you know, the first five or so pages will just be riddled with ink. And then I get to a point where I start making less and less marks on each page. And before I know it, I'm 20 pages in with only a couple of, you know, tick marks here and there. And that's when I realized that, okay, my brain clearly needs a break from editing and I need to stop for the day or at least take a couple of hours for a break. And then when I get back to it, instead of picking up where I left off, I'll go back to where I stopped making all of those markings and basically start again and make sure that I'm
1: really giving it a thorough edit. Yeah, I, I have to admit, um, I sometimes get trapped in the when should I stop one of the tricks of editing I found is firstly, print it out. You need to look at it off the screen. And secondly, change the font size just by one or two sizes or even change the font style. So if you use Arial, switch to Times New Roman. And apparently that small change will make you see things that you've been overlooking because we all do it. We all read through and read through and read through. And you, will, you can miss the same error six times and then somebody else reads it and spots it. Uh, And that sort of blindness, that like editing blindness can happen. But apparently if you make a change and you change the text size or the text font, it's just enough that you catch those extra errors. I think that's excellent, actually. I always
0: print out my manuscripts to edit that way because I, I can't edit on the computer. I can't constantly be scrolling. I need to have it physically in front of me. And when I'm writing... If I get stuck I'll change the font size or the font itself or even the color of the font and for some reason that tricks your brain into thinking you're doing something else and the words start flowing again but I never thought to you know do that for editing which that's something I'm definitely going to have to try now. (laughs) Maybe maybe my editing will go a lot smoother.
1: (laughs) It's these little tricks to catch the smaller er errors not the first draft where you catch everything it's when you keep going through and you've been through six times and you still find the odd spelling mistake it's things like that that changing the font will catch um i think we've all done it where you you do something online you know like a like a application form and then you click send and just as you send it it changes on the screen and then you notice a spelling error but it's gone it's the same thing with editing we just make a small change and you, you just start seeing things differently. And I have to admit, I do love printing it out, probably because I like red ink and I always have to get the red pen on a double-spaced manuscript and then I can scribble all over it and put marks. And I think that is one of the best ways to do editing. And then you can type them all up, you know, put your, put your corrections back in the manuscript. I know a lot of people seem to like um, track changes on Word And I I think that's okay, but I do think at least one of your edits should be done off the screen, if possible. It will make a difference.
0: Yeah, I agree. Off-screen edits, they really do make a difference. And I've tried track changes before, and I didn't really care too much for it. And it's not even hard to figure out, but it just didn't work for me. I actually like editing on Google Docs a lot better than, you know, track changes on Microsoft Word. But still, I would prefer to have the printed copy in front of me. And it's funny that you mention red pens because one of the things I was going to mention is I used to hate editing, but now I actually enjoy editing because I found a method that works for me, and it's colored pens. (laughs) It's not necessarily (laughs) a red pen, but I started using the rainbow method for all of my edits, where I just have a collection of different colored pens, and each color is assigned a different task. Like blue, for example, is to keep track of all my characters and make sure that they're developing correctly. And red, I think, is plot points. Green is setting. And and then I think I have orange just for general typos and spelling errors and things like that. That's what works for me because, I think when it comes to editing, as I said earlier, it is trial and error and you need to find what works for you and you have to sort of get into a groove and a routine with it. So for me, that's the rainbow editing method on printed paper. Ari, what about you? How do you typically edit your novels?
1: I have a system of doing three main edits that are personal edits for myself. The first one is structural edit, and I will mostly do that online. Just as my second, usually in my second draft. Then after the second draft, I will print that out and I'll do another quick structural edit. Then I do a copy edit, and then I do a line edit. And between each one of those, once I've made the made the edits on the paper, I will go back to the computer, add them all in, take a break, and then I'll do another edit, a different edit. And by a break, I mean like a couple of days. I need to separate myself from the whip before I go back. After the line edit, I then do a final read through and at that point is when it usually ends up going to my alpha reader. And that's how I do my, I mean, there's usually a lot more edits after that as well. I don't just do three edits and that's it. Usually after my alpha reader's had it, it comes back to me and it goes through another three or four edits. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that's, that's the main, I always try and do in that order. I try and get the big issues out of the way first, the structural issues, the big plot holes, then I do my copy edit and then my line edit. I I wouldn't want to try and do a line edit too early on because you could end up making all these small changes and then have to rip them out when you go back to do a structural edit. So I think having a specific order is important and that's how I do it.
0: Yeah, I like that. That That's a good routine to have. See, me, I printed out a checklist that, I mean, at the top of my head, I can't remember what's on the checklist, but, you know, it has, like, editing the first draft and then editing the second draft. Because for me, in between edits, I typically take about a month-long break. Wait, you said you take just a couple of days. Yes. But for me, like, I, I feel like I need to step far, far away <laughs> for a little while. <laughs> 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 so I typically take about a month and during that month, you know, I work on other things, but it it allows me to really come back with a fresh mind when that month is up. I go through the second round of edits and I usually, like I use the rainbow method first. When the rainbow editing method is done, I will then go through each stage of editing, such as the developmental, and I will just focus on, basically focus on one color at a time and I will go through developmental and then line edits or, you know, whatever the order is I use. And then once once that's all set, because it comes to a certain point where I've edited so much and yet at the same time, I, I'm still not ready for it to see the light of day yet. So I actually haven't gotten to the point where I need beta readers yet. That's like way at the bottom of my checklist because I'm like, I need to do like six rounds of edits before I... Let anybody else read it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's important, though, because like I, I've beta read for some people, and I've had lots of different people give me manuscripts at different levels. Have I think you do need to have gone through several edits before it ends up with um, a beta reader. You don't want them to have to do large amounts of editing for you as you go through. And I have found that with some of the the, of the work I've been given to look at. Um, usually just in small chunks. I've had manuscripts come to me that have needed so much extra work and I think it was because they've only had like a couple of quick passes and it's been harder and harder to read through because things like developmental issues have not been caught and really most of that should be caught before it even hits a beta reader I mean, obviously, like anything, beta readers, alpha readers, critique partners, they will still catch things, you know, if there is a structural issue or a, a developmental issue or a big plot hole that you may have missed. But at other times, certain things definitely need to have caught, been caught early enough so that it's mostly clean when it comes to the beta reader. That way they can become immersed in the story um, and, and sort of feel the flow rather than having to stop every two minutes to catch problems that probably could have been. You call earlier? Yeah, I think a lot of people have a
0: different definition of what a beta reader is supposed to do and what they're not supposed to do. But I also think some writers, when they send it to their beta readers in their mind, I think they've already done so much editing that they can't catch anything else. So they send it off to somebody else and they're just like, here, like, fix this. Like, we're not, <laughs> like, I don't want you to fix it. Like, tell me what to fix. Like, tell me your thoughts. And I think it's just sometimes when you step back and take that break, you feel you should still be working on it. So at least if you send it to somebody else, you can say to yourself, all right, well, I'm taking a break from this because like, it's still being worked on. Somebody else is reading it. It's fine. And then you get it back and you realize, oh, wow, I really missed a lot. (laughs) Sometimes it's easy to have that mentality when you've edited so much. You're like, oh, this is great. This is beautiful. This is a work of art. And then you send it to somebody else and you realize that you really didn't put as many edits in it as you should have. <laughs> but it's, it's easy to miss. Editing's hard. I said that before. Editing oh, yeah. is
1: just hard. <laughs> I think that's why it has to be... I think like how we have we have structures to do a certain number of edits a certain system i think that is a real necessity for writers i think having some sort of almost like a checklist saying yes i've done a a developmental edit yes i've done a copy edit rather than just i've done two or three passes it's fine i think having some sort of acknowledgement of the types of, of edits you can do and then working through them means that when you do come to Critique Partners, you do come to Beta Readers, you're probably in a better position because even if they catch stuff, because they're supposed to catch stuff, you know, if it was perfect, that would be wonderful. (laughs) 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 But at least then, you know, they'll send it back and it won't look like they've just, you know, sliced into it with all the red ink. I think if we stick to some sort of structure or method that can get us through enough edits to make it passable, we'll do with passable. (laughs) right yeah and it it makes you feel accomplished it makes you feel like you've
0: done something and editing is such a daunting task that if you have that list and you work through it you can feel like you're accomplishing something and you are making progress and yeah your manuscript might still suck after you know five drafts but you could say hey I'm like I'm still working through it and it's it's better than it was before (laughs) and that's all that matters
1: (laughs) Definitely, definitely.
0: On that note, I think that's going to be it for this episode. Let us know if you love or hate editing in the comments below or on Twitter using the hashtag The Merry Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and you can follow and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite sites, such as Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and many more. If you do follow us on YouTube, please consider clicking the like button. We'd really appreciate it. Also subscribe and click the bell for notifications. So tune in next week for another episode of the Merry Writer Podcast, where we ask all the right questions. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Shiny Objects. We are easily distracted. The music titled Inspired is by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.